Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? Like, I feel like I've died like 27 times this week. Like, like, in, like, like in Russian like, Doll? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, when she keeps like falling, there's like this one scene without revealing too much where she just keeps falling down the stairs in different ways. Yeah, it's like the second episode. Yeah. <laughs> giving away too much. <laughs> and that's, that's like how I feel from week to week. It's just like no matter what, I'm destined to, to just fall down and, and break your neck yes. at the bottom of the staircase. Yes. Let's dig into that a little deeper. The only way I know how is to do This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is no. My sign is no. My number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel. Um, in a normal week, there would be no competition as to what we should start with, as to the elephant in the room. But this week, we have dueling, dueling elephant. elephants. Dueling elephants. Dueling, as happens sometimes, and, and it, it's Trump a world. bloody, it's, the, the savannah <laughs> is bloodied with, the, with el- dueling, el- the carcasses of dueling elephants. But I'm going to insist that we start with the uh, congressional hearings with Michael Cohn. Now, this, oh, has, yeah. this has been happening on the day that we're recording this. In fact, I was watching it on my phone in the subway. You yes, were watching you it. physical therapy. I was watching it. Right. And we came here and we were delaying getting ready for the podcast because we were watching it and it's, it's still riveting. going on right now. Who knows? The ratings are bigger than the Oscars. Something it's could have happened. Anything. And anything. they didn't even have a host. <laughs> Elijah Cummings was the host. Okay. So rather than go down the obvious things, a sort of political take, which you could just turn on CNN or MSNBC, hopefully not Fox News, to see, we're going to go, we're going to give you the story behind the story as we always do. So my first take on this is that this thing was not even about Michael Cohen. It was one big exercise in Republican obstructionism. Oh, yeah, from the, ver- from from the very beginning. From before it even started. Right, they were revving up, and this started last night. This is the night before. And this guy, I've never, this nobody, this representative from Texas named Matt Gates. Oh, he's from Florida. Oh, Florida. Yeah, Florida. Worse. G- Florida man. Florida, <laughs> Florida man, man threatens. He's the quintessential Florida man. <laughs> right, exactly. So this was like his warm, this was their warm-up. This is their shot across the bow. They were pre-gaming. So he tweeted... Hey, Michael Cohn, 212, do your wife and father-in-law know about your girlfriends? Maybe tonight would be a good time for that chat. I wonder if she'll remain faithful when you're in prison. She's about to learn a lot, dot, dot, dot. Let's just stop for a second <laughs> okay, and think let's break about that how down. fucking insane this is. Okay, like, the very definition of witness intimidation, of witness tampering, is that. Is that. Like, in the law books, in the law school, they teach you in 1L, like, the the definition of witness tampering is that tweet. Yes. I mean, and let's, I mean, ignoring witness tampering, let's just talk about propriety and Congress. Like, is this type of behavior befitting of a member of Congress? Yes, or it anybody? is. Yes, it or is. Because and, nowadays it is because if Trump does it, then it's okay for everybody else to do it. And, we've and, been so laid low And with the base, that's, if that's what the base loves, it's like red meat being tossed to the seals <laughs> we've been in this hellhole for two years but let's remember like two years ago this never would have happened okay this would well have that's been... a that's all re- that's a given already okay. so this guy matt gates he's under investigation by the florida bar he's likely to be censured by the democratic congress i hope that Good. He, is expelled. he should be in prison he can be expelled right so how do the republicans react to this 
very tepidly. In fact, they retreat to their moralistic corner. And when they're beginning to, they're doing their questioning of Michael Cohen throughout the day, they seem to be starting a lot of the time with, by quoting scripture. Oh, that's like <laughs> the first sign that this is going to be a terrible and praying line of for the, the family of Michael Cohen. And you, you wonder, are they praying for them because they were subjected to all this abuse because of his, uh, you know, his misdeed? Or are they praying for him because they were like married to and birthed from Michael Cohen? I don't know. I don't know. I think it was a backhanded compliment. That was Those were not sincere prayers. Of course not. They're praying that the earth explodes and so <laughs> Donald Trump won't yell at them for not obstructing this testimony. Because they started out by asking to completely postpone it. They're fucking terrified. That's right. There were all Cohen. these procedural things at the beginning about why we shouldn't have this hearing and so forth. And it was completely irrelevant. It was just obstructionist. Yeah, Elijah Cummings was like, noted. We are <laughs> noted. having this We're hearing. moving on. <laughs> moving on. Okay. And then they moved on once they were in the actual hearings to make it all about Cohn's, you know, reliability. Of course, they were saying he's a proven liar, he's a convicted felon, which is like everybody in this case already, right? Right, and that's, I mean, obviously, in any case involving corruption and crime rings, you rely upon the testimony of criminals to get to the top of the crime That's right, but I think the consensus is he put on, if it's a performance, he put on a very, um, very believable performance. He was humble, contrite. Um, You know, if he wasn't such a scumbag, I would say I'd hire this guy to be my lawyer. (laughs) It's really unfortunate because he's not as dumb as you No, he's not dumb at all. He's not dumb at all. Okay. But a lot of these questions focused on like whether he was a good lawyer. Right. Uh, (laughs) There were some questions about him recording his clients and the sanctity of attorney-client privilege kept being brought up. That is sacrosanct. Sacrosanct. Yes, and they would say sacrosanct. And they would say, is this legal for you to be recording your clients? And he would say, actually, yeah, in New York State, it is legal. It's one-party consent, consent. right? So, um, And they'd say, well, is it ethical? And Michael Cohn is like almost like... (laughs) Look who you're talking to here. I was disbarred yesterday. I'm going to jail. I'm I'm obviously not not ethical. On ethics, I am not going to be hired to write the ethicist column. Do not look to somebody else. Look inward. I don't know. That's right. That's right. But they had a variety of ways of calling him out on this. And I'd like to propose that, never mind Lady Gaga, I would like to say that a new star was born. There's always a new star born at one (laughs) of these hearings. A star is born today. February 27, 2019. Let the record record that the new star is Chip Roy. Chip Roy. <laughs> okay, first of all, two first names, strike one. Nope. Right? Nope. nope. Okay. So he, when it was his turn, he was one of the Republican congressmen on the panel. When it was his turn to turn to ask questions, he went into this incredible rant. There were no questions here. It was an incredible rant about why are we wasting time talking about this when there is chaos on the border? There are <laughs> the Mexican, real issue. The real issue is the national emergency, Mexican gangs raping people. And then he's like, there's a national debt that's spiraling out of control thanks to your president. This isn't what I've asked my wife. I told my wife, don't watch this. And she said, don't worry, I won't be watching this. It's a waste of my time too. And then he ends by saying, this isn't what we were sent here to do. To which I say, this is exactly what, what you were, were sent, sent here, here to, to do, do. To uphold our constitution. If our president is part of a, conspir- a, a criminal conspiracy, definitely involving tax avoidance, tax, you know, uh, misappropriation it of funds, and absolutely collaboration with a foreign <laughs> enemy to rig a, an American election, I would say that's pretty important, more important than a Mexican gang who yeah. may or may not 
rise to the level of a national emergency. So this guy, what was his name? Rob was Roy, Ro- Rick Roll. Rick Roll, <laughs> Rob Rick Roll. Okay. From now on, the new star <laughs> to be recognized to do a duet with Bradley Cooper at next year's Oscars, more to come on that, is Rob Rick Roll. <laughs> the new Roy. Chip. Rick Roll, the new, the new fame. I mean, this guy, he, it's hard to overstate. He went, I was watching this on the subway actually. And I thought that like, maybe there was a connectivity problem. Maybe he was stuttering and I wasn't really seeing what I was seeing. There was like a, you know, uh, some sort of delay or lag. It's like he borrowed, you remember Lindsey Graham during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings when he was like a normal, I mean, he's an evil he was like person. A normal he's person. Normal, he and then he ripped off of his, like a shell and became like, like a, a snake. <laughs> he became like a lizard. He like ripped off his lizard mask. I I think that Rob Rickroll, Roy Rickroll, like <laughs> borrowed Lindsey Graham's lizard mask. I think so too. Or I think someone was like conjuring a seance or something, and yeah. the spirit of Lindsey Graham like jumped it was into like the Rickroll. omen, like yeah, <laughs> he inhabited Rob. the body of, of, Rob of Roy. Roy. No, no, no. There's one one other thing that I want to talk about here (laughs) is that I'm really glad that we're cutting to the heart of the matter, which is Donald Trump's academic records. Um, So there was something about how – where did that come from? No, I've been on this for a while, Okay, okay, go ahead. So I've been saying like – why? I, first of all, I don't believe that Donald Trump graduated from Penn. I'm I don't, not sure he graduated from high school. I don't from think v- it's whatever possible. Virginia military school. And I don't understand how his transcripts have not been leaked. Right. And so there must be some like financial aid officer at Penn who's like, I my duty is to the Republic is greater than my d- duty to the University of Pennsylvania, I mean, and I will release. It's probably like he has the key to the file cabinet. Just open it, make some copies, and send it off to the New York Times. Right. It's one thing like at the IRS. It's I get it. Pen- it's, it's part of the, the government. It's, it's not, not the, the Pentagon. Pentagon it's not a government agency. This is like an academic institution, freedom of expression, freedom of intellectual ideas. Just release the fucking transcripts. It's it's And they won't do it. And, and I think that it. I know the reason why is that his, he probably got 200 on his SATs. <laughs> <laughs> And they're embarrassed that they let him in. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <right. laughs> and and barely let him out. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, he operates in a world and he's a, a mob gangster. He's a mob boss, a mob don, so to speak. And this is the way they operate. They just intimidate people. I'm sure his father, Fred Trump, gave some kind of donation to the swimming pool. Well, just as Jared Kushner's dad gave a huge donation to Harvard. To That's get right. Him in. Yeah. Don't malign Harvard. Well, they did accept the money, and there is a building named after. Well, we also Charles have a Sackler Kitchen. Museum, I know. Yeah. But um, okay, so no, like I, I think if nothing else comes out of this, I, I want to see the tax returns and I want to see the SAT scores and the transcripts from Penn and the transcripts from Penn. <laughs> okay, yeah. now you have a in summary. In summary, from in all summary. of this, our republic is at stake. But you have one very <laughs> hot take here. In summary, this, this was my summary. So, looking at Michael Cohen all day, looking at his face. Yes. I, I realized a few things. I realized that... You were his, a little attracted to him, I, weren't you? I said to you, if his face was like a little bit less long and his mouth was like in jowly. less of a jowly frown all the time and his eyebrows were slightly thinner and his eyes, and his were, eyes less were a little squinty, bigger yeah. and his hair was a little bit thicker, maybe he'd be good looking. <laughs> so basically, uh, if he if he had a head transplant... Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. And a body transplant, and he would be yeah. hot. Yeah. It would be a total that's sex my, symbol. That is my takeaway from this. <laughs> no, no, okay. No, Michael, no Cohen. Michael Cohen, enjoy your time in jail. Shut it down. Shut it down, no. Okay, can we go to the other dueling elephant here? Yes. Because so, this, so where was our president when so all of this, this happened? Who, where is he getting Fox News uh, relayed it's, so we can watch this? you know, in the middle of the night in Vietnam, that's which is, is ironic. Our former and, adversary. Yes. The downfall of empires. And, uh, Michael Cohen alluded to this in his opening statement that it was ironic that Trump is currently in Vietnam right now. He's there where he, to, where he avoided fighting by eluding the draft by faking bone spurs, faking bone spurs, and having his dad bribe Queen's podiatrist. So, <laughs> Very difficult to do. A twenty dollar bill. Yeah, <laughs> right. anything will do it. Not Queen's dentist. Queen's podiatrist. Queen's podiatrist, right. Right. Don't insult the Queen's dentist. That's you where know, the, that's my where family. The, that's where the Dodes family fortune <laughs> comes from. <laughs> so um so CNN was saying that there are these sources in the administration that are really upset that there are these two headlines happening simultaneously. Oh, too much to handle at too one much, time. Like that somehow the Michael Cohen testimony is gonna take away from the summit with Kim Jong-un. Right, which in on another day would have been like breaking news. Breaking news. Like everything, well, everything's breaking news on CNN, but this would have been like the, you know, six-column headline in the New York Times. Right, and I say, like, don't be upset about the number of headlines. <laughs> Let's look at <laughs> the, the, the content, content of, of these the headlines. headlines. That's like, right, yeah. Uh, that is the thing to be upset about because these headlines are going to be pretty damning. But anyway, so Trump is meeting with his BFF, Kim Jong-un, which is disgraceful and He's not his best. He's a SBFF. His BFF is uh, Putin. Putin, right. Right. But, you know, he he's tweeting about how the potential is awesome in North Korea. It's Everything a great about opportunity. North Korea is awesome. <laughs> Almost like none other in history. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Almost like none other? Right. And we'll know fairly soon. Very interesting. This is a man, we cannot forget, this is a man who murders people with, like, anti-aircraft guns. Right, he sentences people to re-education camps where they eat rocks, rocks and dirt. Right, like, there's hundreds of thousands of North Koreans in concentration camps. Right, and we camps. say, like, never again with the Holocaust, but here's, like, a, let's be honest, a mini-Holocaust occurring It's, it's happening in North right Korea. now, and, right. and let's not forget that this person literally murdered an American citizen, Otto Warmbier, and sent him back in like a complete right, whose trauma whose parents state. were honored at the State of the Union, yeah, of which course, completely hypocritically, completely yes. Completely hypocritically. So nothing's going to come of this summit. But well, there may be some symbolic things. It's all about the, the visuals, all about the symbolism. Right. And so it's it, all about the haircut. But the, just the all fact haircut. that they're meeting two times in the span of one year, that he's even dignifying he this like, non-entity. He hasn't met with Nancy Pelosi twice in I one know. year. I know. It's very upsetting. So the last time they met was in June in Singapore, and uh, Kim Jong-un took an Air China flight to meet with Trump. It's very because, trusting of him. He brought his own toilet. You remember well, we did a whole segment on this. Because he has this, he, he doesn't have a private jet, which is a signal. Why are they we don't meeting have a with jet. a world leader who doesn't have even have a private jet? Okay. He has a 40-year-old Ilyshian 62 from Russia, and it was deemed unsafe by his <laughs> own team. So he had to take like an Air China commercial plane for his own summit. Okay. And and now, and, and he didn't like the optics of that because the pictures showed him getting out of Sad. the jet. He didn't have an Air like Force a, One. He didn't have a Trump right, shuttle. Right, there was a Chinese flag. Right. And this is like oh, a big like, optics. insult. Bad and optics. so he's driven by spite. So in order to meet with Trump this time in Vietnam, Kim Jong-un 
took a train. Right. <laughs> like a three-day so like, train through. He's like, if I can't fly private, fuck it, I'm taking the Amtrak okay. like Joe Biden. Like, <laughs> Cafe car is open. Right. I'm going I just saw on the Amtrak, Mongolia. by the way. Very side note, unplanned here. They have the most delicious cheeseburgers. Really? I secretly look forward to the cafe car at Amtrak because of the cheeseburgers. They're like microwaved in this tiny little steamy you know, plastic thing. I recommend them. I hope that Kim Jong-un Kim Jong-un, got the chance if you're listening. <laughs> He's fat enough. He doesn't need any more hamburgers, <laughs> cheeseburgers. Yeah, well, so that's what he took to meet Trump in Vietnam. It took him three days. A very good use of his executive time. Okay, so the reports were that he wanted to admire the capitalistic... Well, well that's another weird thing. Like, he's admiring the capitalistic factories in China... I don't know. Maybe that's like an opening. I mean, that's the whole strategy. Uh, Trump will fuck it up. The whole point is like you can't convince him to not nuke someone if he wants to nuke someone. The whole thing is to convince him that if he comes into the community of nations, he might be able to deliver prosperity to his people without losing his dignity. He Trump only wants one thing, and that is to have a Trump Tower in Pyongyang. No, he, that and he wants a Nobel Prize. Right. Right, which allegedly Shinzo which, Abe no- nominated him for under duress <laughs> which is like, <laughs> on the golf course because they love I, I golfing together. I think we together. should do away with the Nobel Prize. It is a badge of dishonor. No, of the nobody. Worst it's, like, it's like best new artist of the Grammys. It always goes to Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> and they always flame out in disgrace. No, no, no. Trump, stay home. Don't go to Vietnam. Kim Jong-un, no, save the, save the train fare. Amtrak is too expensive. Just stay home and get a cheeseburger if they have them there. No, no. So they no. make them out of like. Best case scenario, Fucking nothing happens. Meat. Worst case scenario, <laughs> they blow each other up. <laughs> no, no, shut it down. No. Each other. no. Rachel, what else is going on in the world? Well, so this is really like very distracting for me. <laughs> So it's not every week. For you to get distracted is a big deal. You're pretty focused yeah. usually. It's not every week that there's breaking news about Charles Dickens. Oh, yes. <laughs> our, our finest dead, dead. author. Our finest dead Victorian <laughs> serialistic author. Yes. And so, and I have news. no idea what this story is. Rachel, this is the, the live, this is the amazing part about live podcasting, Rachel, I have no idea what you're going to say. Tell me about well, Charles Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out is a garbage monster. Oh, okay. I'm not shocked. Is, is he getting me too'd? Yes. Oh, he's getting retroactively me too'd. So there was this post posthumously post post posthumously me too'd. Okay. So in there was a New York Times. Did he story. grope like Little Dorrit? Well, I'm going to tell you the whole thing. So he, you know, it was a known thing. He separated from his wife Catherine in 1858, and she was very much a sane woman by all accounts. And there were new (laughs) letters that were uncovered in an auction that um, historians studied, and they revealed that Dickens plotted to banish Catherine to an asylum. Oh, what was wrong? Like, did they have some kind of, like, dispute, and he decided in the... He was just having an affair with this young actress. And <laughs> He's there was like, a, how do I get rid of my wife? Yeah, have her committed? Wife? Yeah, and, and she bore him 10 children. And <laughs> <laughs> That's no, no small matter. <laughs> His wife did, and he was having this 
<laughs> not his mistress. <laughs> and so, so these letters, so Dickens burned all of his correspondence in a giant bonfire in his backyard, so not much is known, but there were these letters from Catherine's neighbor, a theater critic who she confided in after the That's separation. It's like the uh, Linda Trip of Victorian <laughs> yes, London. <laughs> yes, and so now this, this historian's reading these letters, and it says um, she had borne 10 children and lost many of her good looks and was growing old, in fact. He tried to shut her up in a lunatic asylum, poor thing, but as bad as the law is in regard to proof of insanity, he could not quite rest it to his purpose. Oh. So this is so a thing. So the system worked. This is a thing you can do back then. A lot of people did this. You can get a certificate of, quote, moral insanity. And the symptoms moral are just insanity. like you say, my yeah. wife is exhibiting. That's, for, that's like code for masturbation. Basically. Right. Or, or anything. <laughs> my wife is exhibiting signs of languor and excitability. Right. right? She has and the vapors. So, the vapors. And so Dickens was. Hysteria. Good. He was friends with this doctor, Dr. Thomas Harrington Took, and he was a psychiatrist who ran a private lunatic asylum, and he tried to get him to take... I can't take... even listen to the word lunatic. I mean, I know it was of the day, but like... Right. It's cringy. It's, it's cringeworthy. Yes. Yeah, it, I know, I know. And he tried to get him to... Impri- he was like, you know, come on, Dr. Took, take <laughs> Dr. Catherine Duke. so I can run off with this young actress. And Dr. And my ten... Ch- where did the ten children go? And I don't know. <laughs> They I become guess they urchin, with the urchins, like in uh, Oliver. In Oliver, <laughs> they were like Oliver. That's what it was based on. Maybe Oliver was one of the one of his own children. <laughs> this is breaking based news. on a true story. <laughs> it's a documentary. It's like CNN the musical. <laughs> Yeah, we should talk about CNN the musical. But anyway, so Dr. Tuke rebuffed him. And after 1864, he was referring to Dr. Tuke in letters, Dickens was, as a wretched being and a medical oh, donkey. So he turned on him. A medical very, donkey. A medical donkey. I love a good medical donkey. Um, this is very Trumpy. And this is has very resonance Trumpy. with Trump and Michael Cohen. I know. I he's know. his it stooge until he's not. And then he doesn't. He makes a decision he doesn't like. And then he turns on him and he decides claims all all friendship, all professional relationships. He just started like Dr. Took. Dr. Took. Michael is Cohen like is the Dr. Took of our day. day. <laughs> it's like loyalty above all else. That's and right. And if Donald Trump were literate, which we think he may not be, then he could be Charles Dickens. He, no, he's no Charles Dickens. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, well, okay. So the real question here is the same way we like we don't watch Cosby show anymore. No one's going to run it. We're not going to watch it and laugh at it. Will anyone read Charles Dickens anymore? I mean, it's so good. I, it's so good. I was it's like Michael Jackson. So there's a new yes. Michael Jackson, right? So I've been fascinated by this. So if Michael Jackson was alive today, I mean, people are me too'd and banished for far smaller crimes, alleged crimes, but pretty good proof, right? This guy was a child rapist, probably, right? Or yeah, at least I mean, child... I heard this documentary is pretty convincing. Right, so. okay, so we shouldn't say for sure, but all signs point to this, right? We should not be listening to Michael Jackson's music, but it's so fucking good, and it's so ingrained in our culture. What are we, ne- what are we gonna I do, know, never listen everywhere. to Beat It again? Never it's... listen to Billie Jean? That's impossible. It's crazy. I was, um, they were listening to Smooth Criminal today when I was just at my <laughs> physical therapist. <laughs> fine, fine. Watching Michael Cohen on my have iPhone. Take, have look at the man in the mirror. You're asking him to change his it's, ways. I know. We have to change our ways. Yes. This, I mean, this is garbage. No, it could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a make, change. Make that no. change. No. Shut okay, it no, down. No, no Charles Dickens. I was forced to read okay. many of your books, but no. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on from Charles Dickens. <laughs> 
I have I have breaking salad news. <laughs> We've been talking about salad throughout the history of this podcast, one of our recurring topics. Um, yeah. And uh, this is going to be This Week in Salads. Um, this story, my end of the story, Rachel, you have a story too. My end starts in the North Woods of Minnesota. Okay. Where all good salad stories start. <laughs> Fresh <laughs> ingredients. <laughs> the nose to tail, <laughs> Romaine. Um, now, you know, I'm a big fan of Amy Klobuchar. It's too early to make a choice in the Democratic primaries, but I would say that she has a pretty good chance of being my choice. I yeah. admire her centrist politics, and I think she could appeal to middle America, but we've been learning through some reporting that she has been abusive to her staff. Right. Um, in, a, in the manner, she sort of sounds like Selena Meyer from, from, from Veep. Veep. Right. Yes. She's, she's vulgar and berates her staff and so forth. But, you, you know, you could argue that there's a double standard, that men do this all the time, and if Amy Klobuchar did it, it, it would be different. I read the article, and I do think that I've had bosses that are just as bad as that. Right. It was a lot, but it doesn't make it okay. No, it's but not But it means okay. if she is the right leader for America in these troubled times, I am willing to look aside uh, at that. People have personal flaws and managerial flaws. However, what <laughs> I may not be able to forgive, and this is maybe a bridge too far, is that there's a story about the time that um, one of her, she was rushing onto an airplane and one of her aides was supposed to pick up a salad at one of the sad airport salad clamshell chicken Caesar places, which right. is the worst, the lowest the form. The lowest form right, of It's salad. even worse than a spring mix. I'll, an airport clamshell sick chicken Caesar no, over chilled is terrible, right? But he forgot to bring a fork or he fumbled the fork somewhere and he put it down to her and she lashed out at him. And instead of like, uh, and there were no forks that the like cabin crew had or anything like that. So she ate the salad with a comb. <laughs> like, a, like a hair comb. No, I don't, yes, with a hair comb. Um, she so just like went into her purse. The and visuals was like, are I incredible. A- so I have so many questions. First of all, was it like a brush where there were like prongs that would like spear the lettuce? Brian, I've been thinking or about was this it a, all week. Was it a pocket comb? Was it one of those like flip combs like Danny Zuko in the greasers in Greece? Or was it one of those combs that you like stick in your hair? Like a f- afro comb yeah. it could have been, right? Like these have different degrees of like spearing capabilities and scooping <laughs> capabilities. There are so many questions here. Um, it made me want to try. It made me want to try to do this. Um, so I was inspired to have a salad today, and this is the personal yet universal general <laughs> Did global. You use a <laughs> no. I, I was rushing into a meeting. It started at one one o'clock. I had a twelve fifty. I had a, like a five minute window where I could get uh, a, a lunch, and of course I went for a salad. There was a just salad. In the building, and I'm not a fan of just salad. I, don't I much like just prefer. Salad. I prefer chopped. Um, Our finest living salad chain. Yeah, they will never stop chopping because I enjoy stop. a chop. And uh, who doesn't enjoy a good chop? There was a long line, of course, and um, it, there's a line like it's the last salad on earth. Like right. what? Like there's nowhere else to get lunch. You have to get this salad. So there's people, and I'm sure they're trying to help. They're walking the line with these little slips where you like say what you want on your salad. And my problem is like I've never been to this just salad before i don't know what's on the line you know when you like make your own salad i'm like you need to see it's like what a the buffet choices salad. are I need to see it it's like browsable i can't do it and i'm like she's like well what do you want on your salad i'm like i don't know what do you have and like she's not gonna read 150 ingredients to me like yeah. portobello portobellos and walnuts and sunflower seeds and so forth i'm like i need to browse 
So she like lets me start to browse, and then the woman's like, she gives me my protein, which is I got some like Indian tandoori chicken, which wound up being very smelly during the meeting I was in, which oh, I regretted you immediately. Are that guy. And then she's like, okay, what do you want? And she points like ten feet over from the vegetable part, and I'm like, I, I don't know, I can't get there. There's people in front of me. She's like, what do you want? She's like, it's like soup Nazi for salad. It's like a salad Nazi. Right. You can't make these decisions. It's a, it's it's very many. high pressure situation. I'm like, I want broccoli and olives, but only if they're Kalmata olives. And like, it's a it's a disaster. And I almost had like a panic. <laughs> Attack, <laughs> yes. like there. I was like Kyle getting stung by a bee. Like a I lot. didn't know what to do. It's a lot. It was more than I could handle. Finally, I like pushed through the line. I'm like, just hold it, toots. Like, let me get to my browsing. It's like a browser-based activity. It's like a front-end, like, JavaScript. It's yeah. not a back-end engineering no. situation. No. Right, I got to see it. So the, finally, I get my salad, and I go to the pay. They don't take Apple Pay, which is strike number one. And um, then, of course, I have to ask. I have, like, these traumatic flashbacks to Amy Klobuchar uh-huh. and I'm like did you put utensils in there yeah you know they had and she's like yes I did you're triggered and I like open up the big thing to make you sure always have that to they're check, you always have to check because did, what, you, did you have a comb on you just in case <laughs> there was a comb in the bag okay no, there was a fork in the bag but no knife I like a nice knife to scoop as well um, but anyway, I went to the meeting and I had a smelly salad because there was some kind of Indian chicken in it. Wow. So don't go to just salad. Go to no, chopped. Chopped is just so much chopped. better. Okay, Rachel, what's your? You had another salad story. <laughs> salad experience. I mean, if we're going there, <laughs> let's go there. So um, on Canal Street, there's like the Canal Street Market. Which yes, has everything good... on Canal Street is terrible except for the Canal Street Market. Yeah, they have some like good kiosks. There's some like a Pudo ramen in there, but there's yeah, also Peruvian this... chicken place. Yeah, and there's uh, this Lebanese kiosk. I forget what it's called, but I got this Lebanese. Lebanese chicken salad, which was delicious. We're making a big lay of faith, by the way, to assume that our listeners are interested in our salad (laughs) traumas, but bear with us here. It'll only take a minute. The problem was that it was packed so tight in the thing. (laughs) Your critique is your salads are packed too tight? (laughs) It was was on top of this bed of um, mixed mescaline greens, which you know I hate. So there was no like fluffy air, you know? No, it needs air to breathe. It needs oxygen. It's like a fire. It's like a moth to the flame. It It needs oxygen. And it was like this like cement like grouping of ingredients because I what I like to do if it's not chopped which in this case it was not I like to put the dressing in then close it and shake it but yeah. it wouldn't shake it was everything was packed so tightly it wouldn't you even wanted move to shake it like a Polaroid picture one and you could millimeter not. You could not. so I say I loved this salad it was delicious but we need space. You need to leave okay. a little space for so the So the shaking. answer is let us browse for our <laughs> salad and if you we do get a salad Make sure to include intense utensils, not combs. <laughs> give like about an <laughs> and give inch us a little of space. Air. We need a little space. It's like when you break up with someone, you're not like, eh, I just need a little space. Right. You don't pack your salad in so tight. You no. need space. No. 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 Salads. No get, your salads. get your shit together. We keep just... tr- keep looking for the perfect salad. We can't find it. We will keep you posted. We are gonna. We, we will never stop in our. We will never search. stop in our pursuit. We will not rest. <laughs> On the perfect salad. I will not eat a sad <laughs> death salad. No. <laughs> Take them to the beaches. We'll take the no. no. We'll not stop until we see the whites of their egg whites <laughs> in the salad. Shut it down. Shut it down. No. no. Rachel, 
we had the Oscars this week. We did. And it was a few days ago. I know it's, you know, this might seem like old news, but I think we have some really interesting insights that maybe other people haven't talked I about. Think I've been thinking about the Oscars a lot. You've been I, ruminating. I've been ruminating. And I was thinking about it before, and I wanted to talk about it last week, but we just didn't have time to discuss it. But, um, you know, so there was this hostless Oscars, which was a repeat from 30 years ago. It was the only other time there was a hostless Oscars. Oh, I didn't Oscars. know there was ever another time. No, remember, there was the thing with the Snow White and oh, Rob Lowe Oh, that was Lowe the Rob thing. Lowe Snow White? Yeah. Yeah. There was no Oscar. That's why they started the musical number. That's why. Oh, and we started with Queen this time with Adam with, Lambert, who right. is not of, other than being gay, has nothing in nothing common with Freddie Mercury. Nothing to do with Freddie Mercury. Right. doesn't look like him, doesn't sound eyeliner. like him. Right, he has eyeliner. I, I hated it. But anyway, so. I kind of liked it. Okay. Overall, the, the hostless Oscars, it was not as bad. As we expected. I agree. I think the ladies started off in a, a oh, admirable Tina, way. Right? Amy and Maya, amazing. Okay, it wasn't the worst thing about it. It was not a good, not a good broadcast. Not a good broadcast, but the ratings were up slightly. But overall, I think it was a total nope. Okay, there were so <laughs> many nopes. Okay, and I think dig in, dig in. Let's start with the best picture winner. Okay, okay? Green Book won, and I had not seen Green Book. I had. Sort of peripherally heard a lot of the criticisms of the film. I kept calling it Green film. Day. I'm like, where's Billy Joe Arm- Armstrong? <laughs> well, <Dookie. laughs> I had a um, a screener and I watched it after okay. the Oscars because I felt compelled. You're not to. a member of the Academy, are you? No, no, but because I'm in the media world, I, I always get ask my my Academy friends for screeners. They're like, oh no, I couldn't give it to you because I could get disbarred. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, but I could give it to you. No, okay. Well, so to start with, there was a lot of problems with the film itself. It was, you know, one of these, as Wesley Morris at the New York Times called it, a racial reconciliation fantasy, very schmaltzy. But my main problem with it was. The backstory. Okay, I didn't see it, so yeah. So you know, it's supposed to be based on this true story of these two guys, one black guy and one white guy, who uh, you know form this friendship. But it turns out to be <laughs> completely false. And um, the, so it's based on a not true story. It's based on a false, made-up <laughs> story that if anybody would have bothered to check with the family of. The the actual character who was played by Mahershala Ali, this uh, musician <clears throat> named Don Shirley, they would know that it was false. So, but they did, but not, they did check. not check, and they but did, they not, did know. not check. So Nick or, or care probably. or care. Right. So the screenwriter Nick Vallelonga, who is the son of the white character played by Viggo Mortensen, in an interview after the Oscars when they won Best Picture, he said he didn't even know <laughs> that Don Shirley's family existed until after they made the so film. Thorough research. So thorough research. You would think that like okay. So this is a problematic movie right here. It's pro- it's very problematic, and also I think um, Julie. Clark Klausner was tweeting after they won Best Picture. Our finest living, our finest Hulu living actress human and being podcaster and that, um, The director, Peter Farrelly, has exposed his genitals to like 500 women, including Cameron Diaz. Who among us has not? <laughs> and like he would say it was I routinely, as soon as I meet someone in business, I just expose my general genitals and say, you're going to see him eventually. <laughs> Here you go. I mean, it's just... <laughs> It's just so disgraceful that this film. So did he get me too, or no? He's just like he didn't get rushed under the rug. I mean, amid all of these other stories, it, it has not gotten the attention that it's it not like so he's Brian Singer deserves. or anything. It's not like he's Brian Singer, <laughs> who directed <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, which opened the ceremony with the Queen songs and took home four Oscars. And I have not seen this movie. I refuse to see it. I was on a plane to and from Florida, and everyone else on the plane was watching it, so I was just sort of like. Eating 
eavesdropping and watching <laughs> I know it. That, I know that. Thing. That's a phenomenon, the eavesdrop watching. Yeah. Like, I didn't see the wife with Glenn Close, but I eavesdrop watched it. <laughs> right. <laughs> At just, some point, she sits by a pool. <laughs> I know that. Like, I don't know. But I don't know if, like, you're not watching the wife was because of some, like, reasoning. Right. I or... always have, like, you know, little homes on TLC or on Discovery, like, on my TV, and then I'm looking at the wife with Glenn Close, the it's next distracting, guy. distracting, right. yeah. <laughs> but what was really distracting about this that I could not focus on the book I was trying to read was um, Rami Malek, who plays Freddie Mercury. He was wearing these prosthetic teeth. Yeah, that's the whole deal with him. It's like that was the, that's why they won the like costume award. Or but the... it looked like he was like sucking in the whole like he was <laughs> sucking in his teeth the whole time, and the teeth not sucking in. It's like he was spitting them out. They were like so much bigger than Freddie Mercury. No, they were like teeth. a right angle. They were perpendicular to his gums. <laughs> they were like, they were like parallel, parallel to, to the, the earth. curvature of the earth. I mean, <laughs> and so basically he won Best Actor for these prosthetic teeth. And I think there should be a new category. For best teeth. Best teeth. Best teeth. But well, give it to them. Best actor. And this, and nobody, you know, so the movie won four Oscars and nobody thanked Brian Singer, thank God. But you know it was like on the tip of their tongues as they were giving course, their acceptance speech. Do not, do not thank. <laughs> do not thank. Like, do um, not think of a pink elephant. Do not mention Brian Singer. And then Rami Malek did not mention AIDS at all in his acceptance speech, which I thought right, was disgraceful. He made a big thing about like, oh, this is, it, Freddie Mercury was gay. And an he immigrant. was an immigrant. So forth. But he didn't mention he died of AIDS, which wiped out an entire generation of artists and musicians. Right. Uh, like he's it's, one of the most notable people who has died of AIDS. That's so. right. And but he failed to mention that, and then he fell off the stage. Then he fell off the stage <laughs> and was treated by the paramedics, and he was fine later on in the evening. So Phew. that's that. And then, of course, we have our president who has to weigh in on the Oscars of every course, year, everything. give his opinion, and who does he choose to go after? But Spike Lee, of who, course. in my opinion, was robbed. And it's interesting because 30 years ago was the year that Driving Miss Daisy won the Oscar. Yes. And that was also the and year beat, that Do the, Do right, the right, right Thing came out that right. wasn't even nominated. Which I think is one of the best films of the last 50 years. It's, I mean, it's a great, it's probably his best film. I think um, Black Klansman was amazing, too. And it's terrible. That but you know what I think? I think there's a standard where people are saying Black Phantom was good, but it wasn't Spike Lee's best movie. Since what was that cri- the criteria? For best picture. For best picture. It's like, oh, it has to be not only the best picture of the year, but the best picture that the person has ever made. That's no, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Like, Crash? <laughs> like, The Artist? Like, where's that standard? Right, right. So I think that Black Klansman was definitely the best film that I saw in 2018. Even Roma. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, I would have been happy if Roma won too. I think. I think. Both thank of those you films... for calling was the best film I saw. Or sorry year. to bother. Sorry, you, yeah. You mean? <laughs> thank you for calling. <laughs> thank you for so calling. Wanna... It's the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, that was an amazing movie. But so Spike Lee won an award, his first ever Oscar, which is also insane for the best adapted screenplay for Black Klansman, and in his. Ex- acceptance speech he said let's be on the right side of history make a moral choice in 2020 blah 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 he did not mention donald trump at all but of course donald trump had to troll him and called the speech a racist hit on your president who has done more for african-americans than almost any other press of course disgusting yes so not as michael cohen called him a racist <laughs> we, no. No, no, we can't no, go back to that. We no, can't we go can't back go back to, to Michael Cohen. So that is um, evidence of his racism that he would choose to single out Spike Lee out of all the of all terrible the... choices of the Oscars this year. I mean, so what would you? Okay, let's stop so breaking let's... it down. Well, can you be constructive? Like, what would you do? 
Yes. To and change the Oscars. you offer feedback, you must also be constructive. That's right. You can't so just tear us down. That's the whole premise of this podcast is that we <laughs> spend most of it tearing things down. But then we have our yups, which we we'll get to yups. in a minute. But okay. So what so are I, your... So Academy, I hope you're You have free advice? I have some free advice for the Academy okay. going forward. And so the first piece of advice is that there are categories that can go. That can... Oh, I know they tried this. Oh, that's a sacred cow. I know they tried it, but they picked the wrong ones. <laughs> okay. I think like short documentary, no. sound editing, no, sound No, documentaries mixing. are bad enough. The guy climbed the fucking thing without a rope. I got it. That Good. was, I mean, I heard that, that was, was kind of cool. Movie. He was yeah. Israeli. That was cool. Yeah. But like, I don't need the short the version short of that. The short version. No, I mean, that could be an award that they is given They have to have awards for the only break. thing that 10 people minimum have either seen or noticed. Right. Like, I mean, documentaries people watch. Short documentaries, not so no. much. Okay. So let's get rid of those categories. Okay. Then my second suggestion is makeup and hairstyling. There are oh, certain categories. I know that they tried to cut that and then they put it back after a public outcry, but they have shown themselves to be unworthy of being given awards. Because they gave during, a really long they, speech. Well, they gave they a, just a, it was a nonsense garbage speech. They <laughs> It went to Vice, and I think that jowl technology has really improved. Like, makeup technology is something. <laughs> they should have helped Michael Cohen. They should have done a head transplant on Michael, uh, Cohen. Michael Cohen. That should win an Academy well, Award. S- something happened between J. Edgar and Vice. <laughs> J. Edgar. <laughs> that has been transformative. How do you remember that movie? Well, because I had to write about it. So, I mean, I was traumatized by the jowls, and I just couldn't... When I looked at Christian Bale as Dick Cheney, I was like, wow, some technology has happened in makeup to really improve Yes, I'm sure it has. And yes. so they won, but they acted like they were unaware that they were even nominated right. ever. They're like, like, oh my God, they, they picked like, them oh off the God, street. Who and... do we... What do we say? Who do we thank? Like, take two minutes. Stream of consciousness. Write right. a speech and have it in your pocket just okay. in case. So what else would you change? Okay. <laughs> Performance this this is my biggest suggestion. Okay, I'm, uh, yes, we've okay. talked about this. I'm all on board. Shallow, I loved that performance. Yeah, that except was they were probably, about to fuck at the end of it. Which I loved, too. That was the best <laughs> thing ever. He was a little pitchy, but in the end, in the end they pulled it out. Who's pitchy, they, right. Okay. They really, it was a very, I felt like, should I be watching this? This right. is a very intimate, well, intimate moment. Yes. But I think there should be no musical performance unless you win. Oh. Everybody prepares their performance, and then they announce best it's song. It's like your acceptance speech, but in you, song. In song, right? I don't need to hear Bette Midler <laughs> singing a song from Mary Poppins. This isn't the Tonys. This is not the Tonys. That is not why I'm here. We are here for the winners, and we are here for Lady Gaga. So that would shave off 30 minutes Right. It would already. be like showing a six-minute segment from the Best Picture nominees. So right. why, do the, why do the Best Song nominees get six from minutes? From these random movies. And I'm a musician. I would love to hear the music, but save it for the Grammys. Save it for the VMAs. Maybe the Tonys. That's it. That's not why we're there. That's so not that, why we're there. That's, so no Academy. Okay. I have one, one more okay. free advice. You don't have to pay me for this. I would say... There, I want no introductory essays. Before every award, there's like someone comes out regally and gives this like sonnet, like the best actors are not only the person who read the lines. They're the <laughs> ones who inhabit the characters. They're the ones we remember. Who, who are, make us feel. Who, who make us feel. Who make us, right. <laughs> like this whole prolonged thing. Like we it's, know what an actor does. Like, right, thank right. you. There's okay. two minutes, like two minutes of that per category. There's like 15 categories. That would be a half hour right there. Yeah, we do not Just need. Just kill those fucking introductions. I hate them. Yes. So no. Oscars, good start, but not enough. Not enough. Keep it going. Take our advice, and you will cut your broadcast in half and double the ratings. In half. Double the ratings. There you go. Free advice from us. No charge. For this year, no. No. 
<laughs> okay. As previously mentioned, uh, this is the part of the podcast that people like the most. This is the yups. These are the things that, despite all the terrible notes that we've just talked about, these are the things that were little beacons of hope, little rays of light that kept us going through the week. One of them actually has to do with the Oscars. Rachel, what's yours? Yeah, so, you know, this week has been really uh, terrible. And yes, indeed. sometimes <laughs> I just stop in my tracks and I think about Olivia Coleman. Oh, yeah, And I think favorite. about her acceptance speech and I just start laughing. It was a beautiful moment. Um, it was one of those, like, iconic acceptance speech moments where she was truly surprised and she started it by professing her love to Glenn Close and then she made who she a, beat. Everyone who, was who like, Glenn Close beat. is going to win. It's a lifetime achievement award, basically. Right, because Glenn Close has never won an right, Oscar. Right, and then she basically is like, I shouldn't have won this. It's yours, it's, Glenn it's Close. It's yours. Right. And, and, and Glenn Close was very gracious about it. And then they tried to play her off stage, and she made a farting noise with her mouth. She went like... <laughs> <laughs> which was really funny and very British. And then at the very end, um, she just shouted, apropos of nothing, Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's and, great humility. She's, it was probably like, I'm so amazed that I'm here on stage at the Oscars with Lady Gaga. Ma yeah, she Good saw Lady her. Gaga sitting in the front row, like, banging Bradley Cooper. And <laughs> just, like, before, after, the whole thing, before, during. During, and it was joyful, and it gave me, it sparked joy. Good, and yep, it was yup to Olivia Coleman. My yup, this is a historic nope first, is I'm going to give my yup this week to what you gave your yup to last week, which is Russian Doll. Which only makes sense, because we're living in an infinite loop. We are living in a multiverse right here, right? <laughs> so this is a Netflix, Netflix series, short 20-minute episodes, eight hour, uh, eight episodes, but I felt like I went on the journey of a lifetime. Natasha Leone, it's about, you know, this woman who sort of dies, you think dies, but it turns out, comes back. It's like a Groundhog Day thing. It has a lot of parallels to Lost. And what I was most impressed by is that it had a picture-perfect ending. Mm -hmm. And there are so many shows nowadays that they, like, torture themselves and like contort themselves into these weird plot twists and they don't know how to get themselves out of it and it's like lost they act. and it's lost the they wind thing. up in heaven or hell or purgatory I don't know but there was an amazing ending to this this was a piece of a work of art a that piece I of art. I don't know you said Natasha Leone spent 8 years working she on spent, it it's like almost it's very autobiographical it has it's it's a mind expanding show that's it right makes it's, you it's think really is about quantum physics is about the she's our finest living quantum physicist she is. <laughs> and you could tell she's like read a lot about this oh totally she's totally obvious a genius okay well that is our yups for the week this has been a terrible terrible week we're gonna hear more and about it's only Michael gonna Cohen. get worse it's only gonna get worse but uh it's been really fun to talk about you know we haven't mentioned in a while is our twitter handles i'm at brian hecht h-e-c-h-t you are at rachel at rachel d at rachel tweet d us. tweet us follow us we do take uh suggestions for topics for nope we often ignore them but sometimes <laughs> we accept them yeah and sometimes we'll answer your questions Rate us, review us. We're at five stars on uh, on, Apple on Apple Podcasts, Podcasts which yes, is fantastic. Please give us a review if you keep like that, this. Keep, keep that going. going so that when people give us ones, we want them dead. Like it'll balance <laughs> it out. We know who you are, we by know the way. You, Don't by the think... way, there's a tracking system. <laughs> you think there's not, but we know who, we you, know are. who you are. We know who you are. And you're garbage. So, so rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends it's the best thing you could do. Thank you for listening. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend? We got a lot in common. We can.